Bang bang! What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode twenty-eight of the PWT Cast. My name is Scrump, and this is Stank. Stank, how are you doing? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? What are you ready for? I'm ready. We're, we're about to head out and go to uh, Freelance Friday. It's Freelance Friday, my favorite Friday of the month, and we're uh, we're actually joined by two special guests. Yeah, I've got uh, my daughter Peyton and uh, my youngest stepson Jacob with yeah. a K. Yeah, we're uh, it, uh, free, freelance is family friendly, so we like to bring everyone to the shows. Yeah. And boy, is this show effing packed! It's uh, it's it's literally to the rafters. Yeah, I um, I won't get into the specifics, but talking to Matt uh, Nix, they doubled their highest presale. Yeah, like it, he was astonished. Yeah, literally throughout the whole week, he's been like, "Oh, hey, uh, man, can you believe we're almost at this number? Holy shit, we crossed this number." Oh my god, it's still going and yeah, like they they all but doubled their highest presale, which is awesome, especially considering that they're the official sponsor of uh the PWT cast. Since day one. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the show, especially because and I tweeted about it. Two of our favorite guests are either wrestling each other tonight. We got Project Monix and Effie wrestling for the freelance legacy title and, and boy is it gonna be good. Oh, let's let's a little for I don't know, you know, as far as it goes for you, but for me, that's uh as big of a dream match as it gets. Yeah. I once uh, went down to WrestleMania to see what I thought would be a dream match between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. and That turned out to be a stinker. <sighs> definitely a stinker. This time, though, won't disappoint. Uh, but speaking of sponsors of the show, we have uh, we have a brand new sponsor this week. We'll go ahead and uh, you know plug a, a sponsor that's been around for a while now, M3 Toys. For those of you uh, who like toys, Funko Pops, uh, NECA Toys, any any assortment of just toys uh go to m3toys.com if you use the promo code pwtcast you get 10 percent off anything that includes uh items that are for pre-sale and yeah i mean they have a lot of cool shit over there michael was telling me because so he's got his office set up yeah. uh down in the new warehouse boy is it packed too boy is it packed and for, for any of you who follow uh ryan barkin pro wrestling tees on instagram he posted a picture of them doing the construction he told me that the guys doing the construction like peeked in and were like, "Hey, uh, can we can we buy some of this stuff?" Which is awesome because I mean, yeah, you just like I mean we're kind of used to it now, but if you see all these toys just in this giant room, you're like, "What the fuck? Like, yeah. What is all this?" I mean, he's got more inventory in that tiny little room than a lot of actual stores have in their toy section. Yeah, which it's pretty impressive. Like, I mean, I know he's not necessarily giving tours, but uh. If we get the chance, if he gives us permission, we'll, we'll definitely take a sneak peek. Yeah, we'll we'll post a picture because it's just it's pretty impressive. Uh, but again, I mentioned we have a brand new sponsor and Dave. A new why challenger. You, yeah, why don't you take the take the so, reins on this one? So, friend of the show, Vinny runs the crypticcloset.com. I mean, we've talked about him before. He, he has the beautiful Fanny DeVitos. Um, he's got a lot of quirky horror themed stuff on his show. Um, his site is back up, and to celebrate that, he's decided to double the discount that m3 toys is giving and we're getting a whole ass 20 percent off a whole ass 20 percent off anything and he's put some like i love he's got uh this really cool uh beetlejuice shirt it's like like and he just i saw him working on it today he just put up a brand new Wee herman shirt that's yeah awesome it's really fucking awesome he put up a john Candyman one yep like if you love horror movies and you love puns yeah Head over to thecrypticcloset.com. They got a lot of really cool stuff up there. I believe he put up some Stephen King Funko Pops as well. Yeah. I mean, just go over there, support your boy. It helps support us because he knows, you know, where he's getting some of the traffic from. And, uh, 
you know, also go to M3 Toys too. You get 10% off, but go to crypticcloset.com for a whole ass 20% off. Yeah, we're we're really excited about that. Um, speaking of like Funko Pops and toys in general, I've uh, I've been contemplating getting back in the game. Ooh. Yeah, and most notably because uh, so for those of you aware of my, like, I'm not really like an anime guy, but I love Full Metal Alchemist, yes. Full, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood specifically, and uh, I've got like right around the time those started coming out, the Funko Pops for at Full Metal, I i had to take a step back like currently right now in the apartment that i'm living in for another month or so there's a big storage closet full of just funko pops like it's it's literally uh three quarters of that room all just boxes of funko it's like pops. when you have a sitcom and they open up their closet that they stuff everything in and everyone's just falling out that's literally what it is yeah. like i'm not even being hyperbolic that is legitimately what that is yeah. and so i'm on twitter just scrolling or it might have been Instagram, one of the two. And I see they have a, uh, there's a character in the show, uh, Fearer Bradley. He's uh, one of the homunculi. This is, again, if you've never seen the show, you have no context to it, but he's one of the characters. And I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. And then I saw they have, like, a chase one, too, where he takes off his eye patch and he's got his eyes tattooed with one of the tattoos that I have. And I was like, fuck. And I'm like, no, 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 I won't do it. And the... It's a hot topic exclusive, so I was like, "Oh man, like they're pretty easy now because they just they, they make them in bulk." So I don't know. I'm, I'm contemplating getting back to at least purchase those two. But uh, Vice President of Worldwide Operations here at Pro Wrestling Tees, Frank Spahek, just walked in, and he's rolling his eyes. He's like, "What a bunch of nerds over here!" Yeah, Frank's also excited for Freelance Friday. Yeah, you uh, Frank. <laughs> but hey, speaking of Frank, he's uh, me and him. We're gonna be back at C2E2 this year. We yeah, uh, we've been doing it for the last what, three four years now, and it gets um, bigger every year. It gets bigger every year. We're gonna be at the Pro Wrestling Tees booth with CM Punk. Uh, so if any of you guys are going to C two E two, I know some of you guys are. We I've kind of been talking with some of you guys. I know Jesse, friend of the show, Jesse. Mm-hmm. He said he's coming down to C two E two. I believe because it's the same weekend of Revolution. Yeah, yeah. So if any of you guys uh, are in town for that. Stop by and AEW say hello. is going to be there, so if you want to see some AEW stars, um, we're not officially doing. We're, we're going to be helping out since we're great pals with AEW. But listen, I think I told the story. La- I think I've told it before on this podcast. Um, last year, when I was working with Punk, uh, I was taking the money, or what was I taking the money? I was doing something with Punk. I was taking money, taking photos, and just doing stuff. Um, so at one point, I'm like, I'm waiting in line and there's someone just talking to him and i'm like all right i'm just kind of fucking off and there's this guy wearing a post wrestling shirt mm. and i was like oh hey Always. yeah i was like oh hey man like uh you know i'm a postmark too and he's like are you scrump right i'm like yeah yeah yeah. and so we're sitting there talking you know and then the person leaves and he goes you know the guy i'm talking to he goes up there and gets a picture with punk and then afterwards he goes okay he goes can i get a picture with you now and he gives Punk his camera. He's like, can you take a picture of us? And Punk's like, what? I was like, no, no, no. I was like, it's okay. Like, we'll, we'll just take a selfie. And Punk's kind of like, no, it's okay. I'm like, no, no, no. And uh, there was like one or two other people that day that like recognized me and wanted a photo. And he was like, do you just want to fucking get back here and, you know, start doing this? Yeah, let me show you how it's done. Yeah, which was CM. Yeah, I was like, come on, Phil, step aside. I'll, I'll show you how it's done. Uh, but yeah, if you're, you know, if you're in the area, stop by say hello yeah. we'll I'm be not there working the booth but i'm gonna be roaming around so maybe i'll see some of you guys oh, out there well that's the dangerous thing so by the time c2e2 rolls around i think uh 
our office will be more so they're working on like that main room right now again if you want context to what we're talking about go to pro wrestling t's uh instagram and you'll see they're they're painting it they're they're doing yeah. cool stuff to it they're working we, their way to our office eventually <laughs> yeah eventually and uh i guess i can talk about it on here sure. uh i'll have a little living quarter up there there will be more on that once uh it gets built yeah um, but yeah, I'm gonna have a little living quarter up there right next to the podcast studio. Like Harry Potter under the staircase. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Me and uh, Fred will be neighbors. Fred Phoenix, for those of you guys who are familiar with Fred. Uh, but yeah, they're slowly making their way up there. And I'm in a full on just, I want to start buying all this shit and start putting all this stuff in there. But it's hard when you don't have the actual layout, you know? Exactly. So. Like we, earlier in the week, we went and we brought over some desks. There's some, uh, the guy who used to own the building. Yeah. He was getting rid of some desks. Yeah, did us a favor. And we went and got these giant desks. uh, Heavy as fuck. There was no way we were going to be able to carry it. Big. Oh, they're huge. There's no way we're going to be able to carry it uh, from the one garage all the way up to our office area. So I took it apart. Big mistake. Big mistake. Uh, Like, if any of you know, like those office desks, like, they're not made for disassembly and reassembly they're just like do it right the first time or you're fucked and we were fucked, were <laughs> fucked. but you know what it was uh it was fifty dollars uh if it was a fifty dollar lesson it's a good lesson it's a good lesson uh but yeah that, that's our biggest problem in hours i just want to start buying everything yeah like i thought i found uh a giant rug from the shining that i'm like oh. we got some plans we got some plans yeah looking at some furniture and everything too we're gonna get a mini fridge in there it's gonna be so comfy yeah listen it's not gonna be the joe rogan experience no yeah not yet <laughs> but it'll be uh the pwt cast experience and uh i'm really excited one one thing i'm not excited about though um and this is getting into uh a segment we haven't really done in a while for scrump and stinks movie talk uh did you see the news about uh the potential new director for dr strange Yes, I did. Thoughts. So for those of you unaware, uh, Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi, director of Spider-Man 1, 2, and unfortunately 3. I'm seeing a lot of photoshops of Spider-Man in Doctor Strange posters, and it's weird. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I, like, a lot of people really like those original Spider-Man movies. I was uh, I was a guest on uh, Up Next with a friend of the show, Braden Harrington, yeah. who's beat you here up front. Uh, and I was like joking with him about how Spider-Man three, he like ironically likes it. Like, and I'm always giving him shit for it. Uh, I like Spider-Man two. Yeah. The first two were good. Yeah. The first two were fine. But I think like a lot of people give Spider-Man three shit and it's because the studio was shoehorning in so much stuff that he didn't want to do and then you could just tell he checked out he's like all right if you want shit i'll give you shit and by all accounts scott derrickson left dr strange because the studio was trying to force him to do a bunch of shit that he didn't want to do and yeah we'll see how it works i I think in the new marvel system i think someone like sam raimi can flourish because he's a little quirky Mm -hmm. um you know he did like the evil dead stuff and you know it's not your typical horror stuff but uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic, I like, guess. Doctor Strange was uh, 
the one property i was like fuck yeah like i'm all about dr strange like i am look like i have a dr strange pvc statue yeah that i'm like oh if i see this thing it's on watch right now on ebay but if i see this at c2e2 daddy is getting himself that dr strange what what has sam raimi done since the spider-mans i don't think i know anything i'm sure he has done stuff i think he did drag me to hell i've never seen it i mean it's it's good yeah. It's a good movie, but well, maybe it'll be re-energized. But <laughs> maybe again, I don't know. I was just, I was, again, kind of bummed out about the whole thing because this was the where they were like, it's gonna be a horror movie. Yeah, and I was like, fuck yeah. But Sam Raimi's got a history with horror. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen the Evil Dead remake. Yeah, I mean, they're very of their time. Yeah, they don't hold up very well. I, I saw the remake, and yeah, that was fine. It was good. It was good. I have not yeah. seen those original ones sorry i know there's people right now yelling you know trevor outlaw is probably gonna like ah. oh, there's a bunch of sam raimi marks out there yeah and hey that's yeah. fine you yeah. know but i mean speaking of marvel how about those uh super bowl trailers for disney plus oh yeah i was so excited Ooh, also, uh, first off i also was not aware that uh last week was the super bowl yeah <laughs> yeah i'm watching this I'm, we're in the middle of the game and then uh birdo calls me up he goes hey stank what are you up to i was like uh watching the super bowl he's like oh is that uh is that this week i was like yeah it's it's right now at this time wasn't aware yeah i I mean i spent that day so that day uh was a weird day for me i I woke up around like two no a little bit earlier woke up probably around like one and for some reason my first thought was i want to go to the field museum and so i just got up went to the field museum sometimes you gotta see caveman wieners Uh, yeah a lot of caveman so many wieners um Neanderthal wieners. Neanderthal wieners. But it was free, too, so I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. yeah the only thing was is that there was a lot of people there, and I'm just like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah, you don't care about this history. But uh, my interest in uh, the Native American people has uh, greatly gotten up based uh-huh. on a lot of the research and stuff that I was seeing, you know, a lot nice. of, like, Central America stuff. So needless to say, I will be re-watching Apocalypto. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I wasn't aware that last week was the Super Bowl, but those ad, but those Ooh. specifically WandaVision, uh, oh, and it it's funny because it kind of ties into uh, this week's guest uh, Joe, Hot yeah. Topic Joe, because there was a lot of like comic book, uh, like movie talk in that episode, but yeah, like those, you know, what they could show and they showed was yeah. awesome. Like they've, I think they just started filming Loki not too long ago. They've been, you know, I think they wrapped production on. Uh, WandaVision and Winter Soldier, if not close to, but... Yeah, and Joe wouldn't tell... Like, Joe knows things because he's in the industry, and, like, the whole time that we spent with him, we're just asking him very direct questions, and he's just like, I can't say anything, I'm sorry, I'm un- under NDA, and we're like, come on. Yeah, which I'm, which I'm like, that's fine, because, yeah. again, I... Lo- but he seemed pretty excited about WandaVision. Yeah, he so. seemed pretty excited about one of it, which I have too. Like, yeah. at first I was like, ah, and then more and more stuff started coming out, and I was like, huh, okay, this seems Definitely pretty not fucking a cookie cool. Cutter show. Definitely not. Um, and we'll go ahead and wrap around the wrap up the movie talk with. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but John Krasinski, Jim from The Office, Vivian, you'll you'll know who this is. Probably the last three minutes, four or five minutes, you don't know who we're talking about, but John Krasinski, Jim from The Office. Uh, he did an interview and they asked him, they're like, hey, what's up with you uh, possibly being um, Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four? And he was like, "I." he said, and I quote, buddy, I am Kota Ibushi and Rey Mysterio at the main event uh, 
at the Sears Center. We are all in, which is weird because that's like that's very specific. Very specific. I was like, that's what I fucking say. But apparently, he's down to be in the MCU. So, yeah, let's uh, we'll let's, see how that works. Out. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. I like him. He's you know he's a good yeah. actor. I mean, there was a time when he was in the running to be Cap. Yeah, originally he he would have been. I, it was hard to see back then, but now. I can see it. And his wife, uh, Emily Blunt, she was supposed to be Black Widow. Yeah. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. It's funny how things work out. Yeah. Uh, but we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, we'll get to our interview with Joe, like we mentioned. This was, it was really fun. Uh, one I guess, of our favorite guests. Again, one of our favorite guests. Like, so much so, the first time we interviewed him, almost immediately we were like, dude, we need to bring you on for a part two. Yeah. Which has been like a reoccurring theme with... Yeah, with a lot of guests. With a lot of guests. And listen, uh, we don't want to just immediately start flooding you know with all oh, part twos part twos part twos yeah. because there's still you know we have a lot of interviews banked and there's still a lot of new people we want to talk to but there's definitely people that we'll bring back and and we've had a lot of people ask too like yeah. hey i'd love to get more of this so like i'm for sure gonna we're for sure getting effie back for sure for sure we're gonna make it gayer make it gayer yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna ask him why he didn't name his show uh effie's big gay brunch the gay one climax yeah that just writes itself there's still time there's still time uh but yeah this interview was it was super fun again we just sat around and just talked a lot of nerdy shit for just right up our alley right up our alley and what was fun too is his girlfriend rachel um she was there with us and she was like no i'm not not really gonna talk you know i'll just sit off to the sides and she just starts you know talking and she was really cool like we mentioned before we got to know her that was really fun um, so let's just go ahead and get to our interview today with Hot Topic Joe, Joe Enriquez, Metal Joe Rules, uh, our favorite Joe. All right, guys, we had so much fun recording with this man the first time that I believe it was almost immediately that we were like, there's going to be a part two yeah. because we were stuck with it was all in or all out weekend and we were all running around doing so much shit that it was like all right we have x amount of time to just get this done just rushed it we were in a warehouse it was so hot it was sweltering hot this man was in jeans and i was in like a just a regular shirt and some basketball shorts and i was melting so i can only imagine how i mean he's from for he's from scu so i was fine i was in my speedo so yeah you were in your speedo uh and he's been so gracious enough to after that episode he was one of the official sponsors of the pwt cast uh we have with us hot topic joe joe enriquez uh my favorite person in the world because he wore a pwt cast on tv yeah uh we handed hangman beers joe how are you doing good thanks for having me back um i'm like such a huge fan of you know wrestling podcasts in general and i never thought anyone would want to have me on a podcast so to be on twice is such an honor and uh, obviously, we're all fans of Colt Cabana, and one of my favorite guests he's had is Cliff Compton, and he was Mr. 1859. I know my first episode was number 11, so, so I'm going to be Mr. 11, whatever number <laughs> this podcast is. 11, whatever. Unless we're just like, yeah, fuck John, we're never going to play it. Oh. No, 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 we'll definitely do that. You know what, fuck it. We'll announce now. You're going to be on a third time, too. Yes, so a threefer. A threefer. You're going to be 11, whatever, whatever. And it's you're going to be... You're gonna tell all like the people a hot topic and be like, "Fuck." Oh. Yeah, I'm Mister Eleven Zero Zero, whatever. It's gonna be like a social security number. Yep. That was so weird for us, like interviewing Cabana. Like I was, I was so nervous. And, like I've had friends like reach out. They're like, "Oh, hey, like that was awesome. You guys did well." And I'm like, 
I like I don't know about staying. You know, you speak for yourself, yeah. but like with me, like I told him, I'm like you were one of my like influences into getting into podcasts. Him and Kevin Smith, and like in the Kevin Smith one, you can definitely hear me like just talking out of like you know well, this high pitched voice. He even said like I get asked all the time from a lot of like upstarts that like hey can you be my first episode and he always says i tell him be consistent for two years and then maybe i'll do it and then so he was kind enough because you know we've been consistent but See, we're but just young pups he, but he had also told me once before like at the shop where he was like oh he goes you heard you have a podcast now you don't want me on it and i was just like I, like i jokingly was i was like well you know, the other guy said he won't come on if you come on. And he was like, ha ha, fuck you. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was like, of course we want you on our show. But I told them, I was like, it has to be like a more uh, like monumental episode, right. you know? A big number. And it just so happened that that week it was 25. Nice. So, yeah, but it's funny because uh, like I mentioned the Kevin Smith episode and like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you. Like I, I tell people all the time, it's I've told the story before, but like when I walked in for like the meet and greet with him, I had like one of my many fucking uh, Kevin Smith Chainsaw and Bob reboot shirts, and I had it was like this very really cool uh, long sleeve shirt with like the movies, and like I'm wearing it. And the first they have like everyone take the photo with him, and then we kind of like walked along because we were gonna record. And he's like, "Man, he goes, that's such a tight shirt." He goes, "But as far as I'm aware, I'm the only other person who owns it." how did you get it? And I was like, just very like as smooth as I could. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm sponsored by hot topic. So, you know, and he's like, Oh really? I was like, yeah. He goes, dude, that's so awesome. Like didn't even question it. Wasn't like, how the, what do you mean you're sponsored by hot topic? Yeah. What does that mean? mean? But like, I have to thank you so much. Like I've already thanked you immensely, but like has to be officially on the record. Like without you, we wouldn't have gotten Kevin Smith. And like, yeah, you threw up a big alley oop. Yeah, because like I remember telling you, I'm like, yeah, I reached out to his uh, his agent, and hadn't heard back, and you were like, do you want me to ask like you know, a person that I know? And like there was no, I was like, no, you don't have to do that. But like, yeah, well, dude, I think that was all you because you put that into the universe. You had already kind of put it out there and all i did was like well i know a guy that might know someone so let me just reach out to them and see if they can maybe also put in a good word but i don't think unless you had put it out there and made that first shot that i would have even you would have made the connection yeah yeah and so i think that's all you and i'm a firm believer of like you kind of put things out into the universe and they kind of pay you back i mean you've dedicated your body to kevin smith so i think that was kind of the way the universe paid you back for it. Just like how we've all invested so much of our time and passion into wrestling and, and look where we are right now. We're on a cruise ship yeah, with like all of our favorite wrestlers. This is the second time too. Yeah. Like how, like how do you think this one differs from the last one? Like I know specifically the one thing we pointed out is just like a lot less wrestlers, but it was also like different. Cause last time it wasn't just AEW. Yeah. I mean, it's different as far as the cast, obviously, Colt and Marty uh, were here last time, uh, you know, speaking of podcasts. And actually, just to back up a little bit, I mean, it's killing me that I can't listen to the uh, Colt podcast because it dropped on Monday when mm-hmm. I was flying and the Wi Fi here has been crazy. So that's definitely one that I can't wait to listen to. And speaking of Colt, I don't think we would all have known each other if it wasn't for him because when we started working together, it was because of the New Japan Bullet Club thing. And the way I figured out to get a hold of Ryan and you guys is through Colt um 
So he was like kind of a big part of the first ship when we got to hang out with him. Uh, we got to hang out with Mari DeRosa, who at that point I hadn't even listened to uh, a single one of his podcasts. And you're wearing the iHeart Wrestling shirt. Mm-hmm. And Pretty since funny. then, um, I've listened to every episode of the Marty and Sarah show. Like, really? I love, like, I, one of my favorite things is when I see, well, specifically on the last cruise. Whenever I saw anyone with a Marty and Sarah tattoo, because there was like four or five people with them, I would literally like run over and I'm like, Marty DeRosa is right over there. Do you want to say hello to him? And they'd be like, oh, that's okay. I'm like, I would bring Marty like over to them or I would like take pictures and send them to Sarah because like, that's the coolest thing with me. Like the one thing, like, it, like we met someone earlier who was like, oh, I, I heard you guys like uh, on post wrestling and John, pa-, and I'm like, yeah, all like, all I ever do is just like, hey, all my friends have these cool podcasts. Like, go listen to them. Like, whenever we mention Nick, we'll be like, go listen to his podcast. This person, go listen to theirs. And like, I don't know. Like, it's weird because even if like, the, we you know we're like Joe Rogan level. Like, I think we would still be doing it because it's like, hey, we have friends who Those do friends, like yeah. who do cool stuff. Go support them because like, it doesn't take more than that. Like, just. Like you met, you probably met Marty. You're like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. I should go listen to his podcast. Yeah, I didn't realize he was Marty Derosa that Colt always talks about. I've I'd seen that heart wrestling shirt, but I didn't know that that was from their podcast. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until like I met them on the cruise and we saw the art of wrestling that I made the connection. I remember on the flight and the drive home, I started downloading the Marty and Sarah podcast, and then just kind of all the cool people I've met through you guys, obviously all the people that I had just met for the first time, the first cruise, I feel like I've gotten to know, I mean, obviously you two in the year that since this first cruise and since um, Chicago, like I've gotten to know even like Matt Nix. I started, I was telling him yesterday that I just started listening to his podcast and I loved like the format that he does where it's like a car ride and they're just mm-hmm. like chatting. Have you listened to one with his dad yet? No, not yet. I saw that one in the upcoming mm-hmm. so i really want to listen to that one too that that one's funny and it's especially because like i've met his dad and his dad is just like this big happy like jolly man and like he loosens definitely loosens up but like at first he, it kind of feels like you know like the the restraints are on him but then he do like kinda loosens up and you can very much tell like oh okay like that's where that comes from i see i see yeah. why you are the way you are because that guy like that's your dad but that's awesome though, like hearing, yeah. and it's true. Like we, uh, we recorded with uh, Tafika, Tafika, yeah, Tafika, Taffy. You know, I, oh, I mean, Taf- you're, I mean, you're aware that's her full name. That's actually one of her nicknames I was not aware of. Well, that's her real name. And she Tafika. doesn't like to say it. Yeah. yeah, but like when we were recording with her, that was one of the things we mentioned. That we were like, yeah, like since like that first cruise, because even before that, like we knew who you guys were, but it wasn't until we were like stuck on a ship together that we're just like man like oh yeah these people are like so fucking They're cool pretty rad, yeah yeah and then we got to like vacation this is technically what like our because we vacationed in for all out yeah and then the last cruise and now this one you know it's just like yeah just all the times we've got to hang out together and i was just telling my girlfriend rachel who's here in the room friend of the show rachel that um, of all the cool things we've gotten to do on the ship, I was like, I think my favorite part is just hanging out with the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because Pro Wrestling Tees is very unique in that, you know, I've worked for, you know, obviously I work for Hot Topic now and I've worked for other companies, but I've never encountered like um, 
a team where it's almost like a band of brothers. It reminds me of when I was younger and I had all these friends that were into the same thing and we'd all hang out. So that's very unique. I don't know if you guys have ever worked for, you know, for many other companies, but it's very rare to see, like, I think there's 14 of you guys on the ship and you guys are all so cool. And, you know, I've got to know like kind of each of you a little bit along the way. And I think that might be my favorite part of this trip is just getting to hang out with you guys. Well, that's the thing, like even back at the shop, um, it's like, we're just one giant family. You know, like, we're all you, like, picking on each other. Yeah, we're all picking each other. That's how we like Michael. Whenever we've been doing like our daily recaps of like, oh, this is you know, this was day one, this was day two. At some point, he'll walk in from gambling or drinking with all you guys or just whatever it is, and he's just like, oh, oh my god, you guys are recording, and like, it makes it shut up. It makes it even better. Like yesterday, we went on this rant about. Uh, I bring it up to him all the time because he's Ecuadorian and I'm like oh I told some like long convoluted story that wasn't real but I know it's not real and me continuously telling it as if it is just like he's just like shut up oh my god like you're so stupid and we're just going on about how like he eats uh, guinea Guinea pigs because it's a delicacy (laughs) and he's like no I've never eaten one and we're like and then he had to admit yes I have he's like "All right, well I've eaten the one but it's just like this constant just like uh, (laughs) Dave described it as like summer camp yeah you know yeah, Michael's in his bunk bed in his little tree house, and we're just well. Like we even mentioned to you guys bed. earlier when you came in, you're like, "Oh, your room has a bunk." We're like, "Yeah, it has a bunk and also has a sofa bed." Uh, but just to be assholes, we told Michael that the sofa bed wasn't didn't work. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the attendant came in. He's like, he's like, "Do you want the sofa out or do you want the bunk bed?" We didn't know it existed because it was up in the ceiling, and we're like, "Holy shit, there is a bunk bed!" And so Michael came in. He's like, "What the hell is this?" and we lied and we said well we talked to the attendant and we wanted the futon out but he said he doesn't recommend it you'll hurt your back and the springs will poke you so here's your rickety bunk bed with the the ladder that doesn't work and yeah it's, he's just been climbing in and out of it c- complaining every time but like it's and that's bad. just how we are you know like a lot of a lot of work like frank take for instance frank you know i have very seldom heard like oh i'll like alberto is uh you know, like my guy, like occasionally he'll say like, oh yeah, Berto's my guy. He'll seldom have ever be like, hey, you did a really good job. Like, thanks. It's always just like, all right, well, things didn't get that fucked up as they should have. And that's like, okay, cool. That's what it means. You know, Ryan has never been like, hey guys, great job. It's just like, cool. And that's it. You know, <laughs> but cool even with, the best you'll get. yeah, like we'll walk around just like yelling at each other, calling each other stupid and saying we hate each other. But like, that's how it is. And like, I'm sure it's so much different for you at an actual like, corporate like job where it isn't just you guys are all going shut the fuck up stupid yeah, michael might have hr problems well, i mean i was i think uh this cruise and just us on the island reminds me of um lord of the flies yeah a little bit. <laughs> like we're all just like the lost boys yeah trying to just you know because when you're on a cruise it's like there are a lot of cool things happening but there's also like a lot of downtime that you just have to fill with like you said shenanigans yeah and i can't imagine yeah, for, yeah uh <laughs> Fista, what was it? Uh, Fornicuffs and Fistications. Fistications, yeah. yes. I don't think I could round up. Those are like porn movie titles. <laughs> yeah, that second one was actually my, that was my favorite one growing yeah. up. Fistications 2 is coming out soon. Yeah, and while I love the people I work with, and obviously, you know, Taffy and I are close friends, I don't think we could round up another 14 people in our office that we could go on a cruise with. 
like this where it's like yeah obviously you guys are having fun and making fun of each other but like yet yeah, no one actually gets hurt and yeah. it's, it's a good time yeah. so that's why i think it's that's why i made the um the analogy of lord of the flies although i think they kill some at the end of lord of the yeah. flies and uh, i mean the, the night is still young michael <laughs> stupid yeah. michael is the guy that yeah last night oh. <laughs> wait what did someone knock no oh no i think it's just the ship so oh. Yes. oh the other difference from last year's cruise is you just actually i didn't realize you were just telling me that this is a smaller ship and last year you couldn't feel any of the waves and um this year like you can feel oh the we're waves. bobbing around well when we went to grab vicky carrero to record with her it was one of the restaurants i believe yeah, like it was uh, like some dining room, some area. The where, Sundown Palace. You know, it might have been where we had steak with Kenny Omega and uh, Marty Scrub. Yeah, oh, sorry, all those names I just dropped. Yeah, I uh, those up. But I think that's where we had dinner with them, like yeah. last year. Uh, so like we go in there to look for Vicky, and it's just just bat- we're just like moving all over the place. We're like, oh no! Like it was like in a movie is- when you see like they're in a skyscraper and it's falling over yeah. from like a robot hitting it, and it's the just waves like, are just holy. destroying the windows. And we like we're like, hey Vicky, how's that? She was like, it. It was insane. Like that's all. That was just all morning, and these poor people have to stand there. Frank even mentioned when him and Ryan were passing out the shirts for the Jericho meet and greet. Some guy just like threw up in front of Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have, and he was like, "Have you felt seasick at all?" I haven't, luckily. Um, but I do think it's funny that if you walk up and down the stairs along the railings, they have like the little pouches with the little barf bags in them, so you can grab them. Really? You know, I, I haven't seen I, those. Yeah, I haven't been paying um, attention. In my fate, one of the uh, you know SCUs here, and I'm from Southern California. SCU. And to quote Scorpio Sky, not to make any excuses, but this motherfucking ship is moving. Yeah, yep. like I think yesterday there was like doubt whether there was going to be wrestling yeah. because like you couldn't stand, you legitimately couldn't stand. And I guess it's the higher up on the ship you go, uh, it's rockier, and the ring was at like one of the higher parts of the ship. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they're balancing to do top rope stuff when I'm having a hard time balancing to take a piss in my own room. Yeah, I, I was asking uh, Matt Nix, I was like, can you imagine doing a superplex off the top rope right now? He's like, oh my God, no. It would be a disaster. Or even just trying to do a dive. Yeah. A splash. The ring's any not of that. there anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, but the, the one cool thing, one of my favorite things so far on this cruise has been uh, the costume portion. Now, there's a lot of people walking around in cool costumes. You know, I, I, I saw a few here, a few there. I think it's like a Fiend Bray Wyatt, which I was like, oh, okay. Big stuff, he was wearing like white New Balances. I was like, come on, bro. There's a lot of really half-assed Orange Cassidy's. So Just many Orange Cassidy's. <laughs> How many Orange Cassidy's have you guys seen? Oh, God. I can't even count. <laughs> At least yeah. 10. Every, you know, age, color, creed, shape, and size, which is cool because it's like a costume yeah. that like anyone yeah. mm-hmm. can do. What I do like is when the people like do the Photoshop of their own picture on the yes, shirt. Yes, put mm-hmm. a little effort into it. Yeah, they. I saw a few Darby Allens. I saw one Danhausen. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Danhausen yet. He's he's blowing up. He's he's, he's, a, he's a fun guy. Um, but we were is over. That Dan the dad. No, no that's, okay. that's, a, that's a whole Dan other guy. Dan, awesome Dan, Dan, Dan the dad awesome. is a whole awesome other guy. Dan. Yeah, he's also awesome. Um, but we're over in our area just hanging out, and then I see uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix come to us. Now, I know I said Ray Phoenix, so yeah. you guys are, oh, okay, you're like, yeah, Pentagon Ray Phoenix. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Joe, why don't you explain, or even Rachel, if you want, 
what uh, I mean by Ray Phoenix. Yeah, well, I was Pentagon, so obviously I had Master Public makes the cool costumes, his mask and the the whole thing, and I got mm-hmm. the shout out Master Public. They're friends of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Master yeah. Public. I love um, Master Public. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had the white contacts. And then, do you want to talk about what your costume? In, uh, it was ingenious. Detailed. <laughs> okay, so Ray Phoenix, but I was Ray from Star Wars. Walked around the ship with the lucha mask on. What did the one lady say? Uh, lucha libre. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, lucha libre. <laughs> That's okay. pretty good. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, walking what around. With mask for you wearing? I was wearing Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, so that was like pretty fun because, and even like prior to the cruise, Joe and like looking back at the message, I'm like, oh yeah, there's race costume there. It just didn't. I just figure, oh maybe she's just also buying a or a Star Wars costume as well. But you're like, yeah, we're going to Pentagon in Phoenix, and I'm like, okay. And then I I see both of them, and the best part too was Matt Nix. He messaged me. He's like, hey, he's like, I just woke up. Where you at? I'm like, oh, I'm up on the deck right now. I'm like, we're in the the VIP area. I'm hanging with Pentagon. He's like what he's on the boat i'm like yeah he joined us uh, at the bahamas he met us up there and then i sent him a picture of a selfie of me and joe and he's just like oh shit cool i'll be up there (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he and he gets up there he's like oh fuck you guys (laughs) and you know actually i kind of thought of that costume because you had posted that meme of uh um ray mysterio yeah ray from star wars but then with the mysterio mask and so originally i was like oh yeah you can be ray mysterio and i'll be like i don't know like sith rollins or something and i was like oh but like i was trying to think of something that would be more appropriate for this ship Mm -hmm. and then that's how i thought of like what other ray i knew i knew i know there's got to be other rays in 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 lucha Mm -hmm. you know but now you know you can keep the ray costume and for halloween you can be you know ray mysterio and sith rollins yeah maybe for comic-con or comic-con yeah. Oh, there you go, Comic Con. Yeah, Sith Rollins is huge. Which, by the way, I, I'm you've been to San Diego, right? Oh yes. So when Frank and I, uh, this is it just it occurred to me right now that you mentioned Comic Con. That play, that venue is so huge. Frank and I stayed at the, the at a hotel right next to it because they sent us to San Diego for some like T shirt thing, and um, it was like th- at one point we just started walking around. And I'm like, man, this this building is so huge. And then I see like the Hall H sign. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. I'm like, is this where? And yeah, like H? walking from one end to the other, it's it, oh my god, it's so big. Like it was the worst because at one point I'm like halfway through it. I'm like, <laughs> we're like we don't even want to walk anymore. And we look back, but we're already so far ahead. And we're like, all right, I guess we're just gonna fucking walk this thing. Um, yeah, that'd be perfect costume though for a convention. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If you've never been to San Diego during Comic Con, you have to be there because it's not just the convention center. It's not just Hall H, but all of the gas lamp and and downtown San Diego becomes Comic Con. And um, when I used to go, the big attraction was just Kevin Smith, and you could just walk into Hall H, and you know, I mean, it'd be pretty packed. But that was like he was like the biggest thing there, and now. You know, now that studios have taken it over for like all the Marvel movies and all the DC movies, and you have to like spend the night in line just to get into Hall H, it's gotten crazy. But if you guys can ever make it down there for for Comic Con, you have to. Dude, I want to. Like, I yeah, I want to so bad. I love San Diego. I just love being in San Diego. Like, I remember me and Frank were there for maybe the first like half hour, and I was just like, oh my god, I was like, this is amazing. I love it. Like, holy shit. I looked up how much more expensive it would be to live in San Diego than Chicago. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was local. Just, and I was like, huh. Okay. 
guess I'm not moving across country. But also, there's no pro wrestling tees in, in in San Diego, so I couldn't move there. But yeah, no, I mean, I've always wanted to like experience it. Like we we have C two E two, which is oh, yeah. cool because like Wizard World used to be like a little bit bigger, but. <laughs> Like, I don't know, Wizard World's kind of just, like, gone by the wayside in the last few years. Yeah, Wizard World's not what it used to be. I mean, it was really great. I always wondered why we couldn't get, like, an official... Like, all our Comic-Cons are named weird things, like Wizard World, C2E2. Why can't we just have, like, a Chicago Comic-Con that's really big? What's what C2E2? Yeah, but it's not called Comic-Con. Like, everyone just says Comic-Con is, like, the preferred nomenclature, but... C2E2 just sounds like a robot from Star Wars. Well, speaking of Star Wars, um, because we brought it up earlier and we've been talking about it now, um, where's all the Baby Yoda? No, the Baby Yoda merch <laughs> is already out. Um, how, how how did you feel about Star Wars? Because I know we talked about it on here, and it was... You and I kind of talked about it for yeah. a little bit like on the cruise or when we were coming back from the Bahamas where I'm like, I liked parts of it. There were other parts I didn't. I still like at the same time wish that like just make two movies, make two separate movies. Uh, but what were you? Because it's kind of I guess I imagine it's a little different for you because some of the stuff you have to know prior yeah. to you know. Well, I think for me, I've never not enjoyed watching a Star Wars movie. I love them, but I will say the last one and um, so Force Awakens. I think set up like after I saw Force Awakens, I thought they set themselves up really well for the next two movies but then obviously we know all the changes in directors and, and creative with it so by the end of it i felt like it was like the storyline wasn't consistent they didn't like they didn't like um leave enough breadcrumbs to get to like where they're going i think a good story you should kind of at least leave clues in the story to to where you're gonna end it and i think marvel does a really good job of like everything right. that happens they seed you know in every way for you know in the from the first movie like from iron man one i can tell you from you know the things that i've seen coming up there are things that they seeded in that movie that are going to carry over and in, way into movies that haven't come out yet where i feel like star wars didn't do that and obviously we understand there's going to be changes in directors so for that reason um I didn't enjoy it as much because like I didn't feel like the the storyline was consist- consistent. I felt like they set up things in um Last Jedi that were just completely dropped. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of how I feel about Star Wars and I think Mandalorian showed that like you could have movies in the Star Wars universe that don't have anything to do with the Skywalker. Yes, yeah, Skywalker's yeah. Jedi Sith that could be super cool and compelling and exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know where they're going to go after, you know, after Rise of Skywalker. I think it's interesting that Kevin Feige is going to be involved with, like, a set of Star Wars movies because, like, he is he is the continuity nerd. Like, he knows, like, I know you mentioned, if they mention one thing in this movie and then 12 movies down the line, you're like, oh, shit, that's what they were referencing. Or you even have, like, a really fun way of, like, bringing things around how they were just like oh yeah spider-man's been in the mcu remember that little boy didn't see his face that's fucking that's spider-man um but like I, yeah, it is kind of one of the things that with like the star wars and it's weird because the star wars universe is almost like as big as like the marvel universe like i i've almost always heard read this book read this read that and i'm like okay yeah sure i'll give it a chance but like is it all 
Well, the, the shitty thing is all that Star Wars Legends stuff became not canon as yeah. soon as the changeover happened. And then now, the cool thing is, so you got like Dave Filoni's really involved, and they're they're uh, they're starting to bring some of that back into the universe as canon. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's whole book sets, comic books, video game lore. Um, Star Wars is perfect for like deep lore stuff. Yeah, I, awesome. I invested so much time in those Star Wars novels, like the uh, like the Tales of the Bounty Hunters and the Tales from the Cantina. And the Dark Horse comics and the N64 games, um, but yeah, like kind of like almost now don't exist. But um, I think yeah, Kevin Feige is the perfect person to like create like kind of a consistent universe and um, and kind of doing what I do. I've had the privilege of seeing some of the stuff that Marvel has coming with like Disney Plus and. Uh, well, I can't give any details because I'm under NDA. That's always the caveat. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what's been said so far, so I can't tell you. But what I can say is like, it's all tied together. And they've said this. And I, from what they've shown me, I mean, they've really tied everything together. So like the announced like uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon Show, the uh, uh, WandaVision, and even like the What Ifs, they're all kind of connected in some way to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which... If they could do that with Star Wars, would be so awesome. Right, because that's the one thing I was like bummed about. Like, I specifically remember with like when we'll stop ragging on it, but like this last Star Wars movie, there was like some trailer for it where they played Duel of the Fates, and I'm like, that is the most amazing Star Wars like anything since you know like Vader's theme or the actual Star Wars theme itself. And the whole movie, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, all right, when no, and then it like finishes, and I'm like, it's like you had all those uh, Jedi fights. You couldn't just throw that in there at one point or like the one thing i enjoyed specifically about mandalorian was them referencing like you know the prequels you have like the, those droids from the first one that were what killed mando's parents the destroyer droids the big yeah, yeah. and it's like okay that's cool you know or you even had uh what was the name of the droid that uh taika watiti Oh yeah, the IG unit. Yeah, the IG yeah unit. which is like it's. I think it's in New Hope or. He's an Empire. Empire. Yeah. yeah, and like that's cool. And and according to the, the, um, Star Wars novels, um, I think the one of the bounty hunters ones, he has his own side story where he was on the Death Star to upload his consciousness, onto it. Mm-hmm. But then they blow up the Death Star, so, you know, obviously he gets destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the consistency of like bringing back the Death Troopers who we only saw mm-hmm. in Rogue One, who I thought were like so cool, and I wish we'd have you know figured out more about them. And then something that me and my girlfriend Rachel have been talking about is the guy in the desert. You know who is that? Is he? I have spoken. Is he? But, no, well, no, 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 no. The the cape guy. Here you go. We're talking about when what's her face, the lady bounty hunter, uh-huh. yeah. the assassin okay. for the Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was when That's she was not killed. It can't be Moff Gideon. No, it's. We think it's Boba Fett. I don't know if it's Boba Fett. I think it's Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Or is it the? Uh, what's the other bounty hunter? What's the other bounty hunter in Clone Wars with the cowboy hat? I know who you're referencing. Um, so I. He's a total Dave Filoni creation because of the yes, <laughs> like cowboy. Uh, 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 something uh, Bane? Chad Bane. Something Bane. Something yeah. Bane. Yeah. But yeah, so like. That's one of those things where, like, I haven't seen the like the animated shows, but after Mandalorian, I'm like, I need my Star Wars fill. And then the movie came out, and I was like, 
I need my Star Wars fill. Yeah. yeah so I, I downloaded some of those. I think I started with Clone Wars, right? That's yep, where yep. everyone says you should start. It's definitely something Bane. Yeah. I, there's people screaming Bane, right now. Cad Bane. Yeah, and that's like that scene is just like a breadcrumb for if they introduce whoever, if it's Cad or if it's Boba Fett or some new character. At least you've like hinted at him previously. So it's not just like, oh, by the way, there's this, this character that you was in the background that you never saw or heard of. But all of a sudden, he's here. Um, so I really like how they do that. Whoever that ends up being, it's cool that they at least left us the breadcrumb to start guessing about it. Well, and the best part is when you like time has passed enough that you forget about it. And then it gets revealed, and you're like, oh, that's, like, the best for me, you know? Yeah, that's definitely one of the more, uh, like, the more fun things. I mean, kind of like you said, like, with the MCU where everyone's, like, like, I remember uh, watching, was it, Iron Man 2, where there's, like, that map in the background. And yep. they're like, look, there's Wakanda. That, the, that is where Wakanda should be. And then everyone else was like, no, 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 whatever. But then, like, uh, yeah, again, they got confirmed. They're like, nope, that was Wakanda. And did you see that other thing uh, in the middle of the sea? And I'm like, exactly. don't you fuck it. And then, you know, you have uh, Endgame where they're just like, there was a, an earthquake. What do we do? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, don't you fucking. Yeah. And then there's things in Iron Man 1, in that background of the scene we're talking about, where, like, in the future movies, we'll reference that very first movie, which when, when I heard about it blew my mind that, like, they were thinking that far ahead to see it. And it's so specific. Like someone had to have been like, let's put it in there because we want to do something with it later on. And, and I think stuff like that is genius. And speaking of Clone Wars, it's cool that at the end when that, that the Mandalorians have that kind of black lightsaber. Yeah, the dark saber. Yeah, that's in Clone Wars. So then that's an example of like how Mandalor the Mandalorian, while the main Star Wars movies haven't been like tying back to the lore where at least Mandalorian is kind of taking pieces out of the universe and, and kind of weaving it in so it feels like one whole consistent universe. Well, the cool thing about that Darksaber is it's got so much history. Yeah. Like a lot of like real tragic history and so like when I saw it go through the TIE Fighter I was like oh my god are they really doing that? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh and also the thing holding all the Beskar steel is the ice cream machine from... You, Oh my god! I didn't notice it. Yeah, this, this, you, oh. they, they got this guy, the ice cream machine guy, and he's running through Cloud City, and he's holding this, you know. And then they they named him. I don't remember what his name is, but you find out that that's actually like a safe where you hold valuables, and that's what Werner Herzog had when he had the Werner best Herzog. deal. Herzog. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to maybe. Say he's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Can we just say that he yeah. is the best part of the Mandalorian? Bounty hunting. Bounty hunting. Did you guys notice when we were when we were up in the. Uh, the safety briefing, the guy sounded just yeah. like him. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were making that show. Yeah, like I, at one point we like leaned over, he's like, I want you all to know proper boat safety, but I also want the baby. <laughs> Wrestling cruises are complicated. <laughs> put complicated the life preserver on yourself before you put it on the child. He's like, they eat all the food. Yeah. Do not jump off the top rope. <laughs> Don't jump off the top rope. No the running ship on the deck. Is, yeah. We're turning into Jamaicans? <laughs> yeah. It's no running man. <laughs> yeah, like, what really hurts, I was he's the best part of that. But kind of, like, touching on what you said about, like, things in the background, I'm pretty sure it's X2. The Yeah, it's either... I believe it's X2. Um, at one point, like, Mystique is hacking into a computer, and one of those fun things is where, like, you see the different folders, and there's, like, straight up one folder that's, like like fantastic four. Oh yeah one yeah. that says gambit like was in there gambit one that says something like spider-man another one like i think it just straight up says like avengers and 
it's almost like it's like the ultimate tease because that's not that's, it'll never come nothing, never you know nothing's ever going to come of it but it's also fun to look back and be like what would have what would have uh a team up of all these different studios uh like looked like back then because i don't think like a a mashup of that like proportion has happened since who framed roger rabbit <laughs> because you had like you had everyone working here you had that's you had Rachel's warner, favorite movie you had warner Bro- no, it, like you had Warner Brothers and Disney like working side by side. It was cool seeing like the dueling pianos with yeah. uh, Daffy and Donald. Did you know? Hold on, I'm gonna interject. Did you know that between uh, Bugs Bunny or no Mickey Mouse? It was Mickey Mouse on the piano, right? And Daffy Duck. They all say the exact same amount of lines. Oh yeah, because they had to have even. It had count. to be completely even yeah. in the dueling piano scene in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. One hundred percent equal. Yeah. Well, like, and that's fun, you know. Like, it's. It, I remember hearing around it was like the Amazing Spider-Man where they were like, "Oh, we might do something with Iron Man," and I'm almost kind of glad they didn't. But it's also like kind of weird to be like, "All right, so what would Spider-Man have to have gotten more screen time, or like, what's the deal?" Because definitely in these newer like team ups, like Spider-Man does in fact get more screen time. But I feel like it's warranted, especially with like his whole story. People want to see it. Yeah, yeah people want to see it. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just worried. Like, okay, do they know? Like, do they know? Uh, like, when they start bringing in Fantastic Four and X Men, like, I'm, I'm and I guess they're kind of that's why they're taking their time with the X Men. But it's like, do you know? Like you can't do that end game scene again at least right away like we're gonna have to to wait a bit and i wonder if that'll like affect the other movies because it's kind of like you've already given them this you just kind of like you bring it back to wrestling where you've already seen you've, after you see will osprey versus ricochet it's like all right what the second I, one's not as exciting second one's not as exciting and you gotta have to keep topping yourself and like, trust me, I'm sure Marvel's going to find a way to, to top themselves to, you know, it'll be another one of those giant fucking scenes. But, like, it, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, I, I guess basically what I'm saying is, like, will will the audience understand that, like, you waited 10 years for this. Now you got to wait, like, a whole other 10 years for, like, the next, you know. And I, th- I think that's kind of where they're moving towards with, with all the cosmic Kevin, stuff. Yeah, Kevin Feige being able to, you know, with them. I think he's going to oversee, as far as I know, going to start overseeing the we X-Men call him. universe. Kevin F., friend of the show. Friend, Kevin yeah, F., friend of the show. Yeah, let's get him on the phone. Yeah. And Fantastic Four. I know they're moving towards integrating all that. And, and I feel like from, again, things I can't say under NDA, I feel like there's they're opening themselves up to be able to integrate all those things. And whether it's like the you know obviously you've seen versions of these characters in in the fox movies but um you know like kind of like because they've established that multiverse mm-hmm. they're kind of giving themselves that opening to introduce the same character but a different version of them i, I think of it kind of like i guess to tie it back to wrestling like dean ambrose but then coming to AEW is john moxley but he's a totally but different person guy. Yeah, so even though you've seen like Doctor Doom and those horrible Fantastic Four movies, I think the multiverse opens up where he could, you could, they could introduce like Doctor Doom and Galactus. It's the same guy, but in a different way. 
I, I get what you mean. You so know. kind of how like they brought back J. Jonah Jameson. Exactly. And they're yeah. like, it's yeah. a different J. Jonah Jameson. He's Alex Jones though. <laughs> yeah, and now he's Alex Jones. Well, it's also like, I think one of the more fun is the fantasy booking. Like with oh, wrestling, yeah. it's always easy to fantasy book. Yep. But like with these movies, like I know, um, and it was it was a rumor that I had heard um, that and I'm not don't say anything. Yep. But it was like a rumor that I heard where it was like, oh, they're thinking about integrating like Namor and Doctor Doom into the next Black Panther movie based on something. And I was just like, I was like, all right. I'm like, maybe that's just some like it's a pipe dream. I'm like, but if that happens, I'm like, that's cool. And we're now like we're now in a time where yeah you can't just do anything like it and it's also like they prove like yeah you could just have you know this character show up in this movie and they do something and i think that's always like fun because you don't necessarily have to follow the comic books you know like it's fun when they choose to like we're going to adapt this particular part of this story from this like storyline like civil war it wasn't the exact same civil war but it was still you know it was still fun it was still good and I think that's one of the fun things, like fantasy booking everything. Yeah, and there's some things that, like, there are portions of the Marvel Universe that I thought they would never touch on, but then I saw something <laughs> that confirmed they were going to do something that. So I think the things you said, like, I feel like the direction they're going, nothing is off limits. And there's, just from listening to the show, I know there's, like, um, like a certain storyline that you're a fan of that I heard about. And, and then um, in my last, because I'd actually just gone to, like, an all-day um marvel kind of um i don't know what the technical technical term is basically they were just kind of give, showing us kind of a roadmap of where they're going so we kind of know for I'm so product development <laughs> yeah. and they had even like touched on a specific um comic or storyline that you had mentioned on the show and i'm like i can't believe they're doing that so there's things that i know that like they're touching on even though it's not the exact same version of it just like civil war but mm-hmm. like they're just it's blowing my mind the things that they're touching on and even things that they're just like throwing in there to kind of connect it all. Um, so like I am so on board for anything Marvel coming up in the future. I'm like so excited for it. And I like, and, and like knowing it, having to hold on to the information, not tell you guys everything I've seen is like killing me. <laughs> no, trust us. It's the same when, uh, when we find out wrestling things and it's just like, yeah, oh get, yeah, we get asked all the time. Hey, do you know this? Or, and like, Due to us having to put out merchandise in a timely fashion, we have to know things ahead of time. And um, sometimes people will guess stuff exactly, and you just have to poker face them. I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. But well, like even uh, like being on this boat, you know, like they did a pretty good job of not getting spoilers out. And I had people like, "Oh, hey, like anything fun happened tonight?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was it was fine." And then after we were like, oh, like you fucking kayfaved me. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, because it ruins the fun if I tell you. Right. But also like when we uh, like when we got moved over to that area, there was those people who were like, uh, are we going to be on TV? And we're just like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, can we talk? I mean, because this will come out after. Yeah, it'll have already come out after. Yeah. So we're fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was awesome getting to <laughs> right? know, not to peel back the curtain, but yeah. Um, well, like, I mean, well, you, you tell them what happened. Yeah, you no, no, go ahead. Yeah. You talk about. I talked about it. But in it was depth. really cool. Listen, TK's not listening to this, right? <laughs> but it was funny though because, like, I talked about it with my friend Braden Braden Harrington of the Up Next Up Next podcast. Uh, I'm like, yeah, we were given no direction other than like, uh, stand over there and hand them beer. We're like, awesome. When? Yeah. Okay. And we thought it was gonna be prior to the match, and then. You know, Hangman comes out and we're like, drink our beer. 
And he's like, no. Know. After the match, and we're like, okay. And like, uh, so we're just like, all right. It, like, okay. We didn't know if he's going to win or what. But then, you know, he wins and he comes over and like, I think he took my beard. Did he take yours? He didn't take mine. I was definitely like holding up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my whole purpose was like, I was, you know, like you said, wear, wearing a PWT cash shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to put this logo out there. And from the screenshots I saw, it looks like you can see it. Yes. Nice. Um, and then you want to tell him about the uh, the angry woman behind oh. us? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Which I've ran into her. So I'm, if, oh. if it's the woman, I'm pretty sure. Because so... In, We've told we we you know we we told this on like the wrap up of we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, there's a woman who was just upset that we were because the area we were in like it wasn't seats. I mean, most for the most part there were some seats set up at ringside, and then kind of just standing it was room. Mostly standing room. Yeah, yeah, mostly standing room. And where we were, we were blocking people's view. But again, we were just there for that segment, you know. Yeah, so he ushered us in front of people who had been waiting in that spot for hours. And we told them we're like, "Hey, like we're you know we're like we're just here for this, and we'll go." But there was one fucking lady who was just like, "Jesus, like calm down, like she's just like, you guys are so selfish. I hate you." And we're just like, "We're we're sorry." Like you know, sorry we're stars. It, well, no, yeah, we're and, like, show. and like, don't hate me because I'm and, beautiful. And like, security's going over there, and they're just like, they will leave. Like they're just part of this. Like yeah. they will leave. And she just would not stop. Yeah. And we're just like, come on, man. But I'm pretty sure I've ran into a few. If it's who I think it is. Yeah, but yeah, we did our part and we got out of the way. So yeah, I was a little bummed because like I fell asleep, and then. <laughs> After it happens, Birdo comes bursting. He's like, Stank, wake up. I'm like, what? What? And he's like, I can't believe what just happened. And he, t- he tells me the story. And I'm like, of all the times to fall asleep. But it's funny because when was it? Uh, when Mox showed up, it was our three faces that were just like, oh, yeah. Ah. yeah. And it was so memeable. It's like the uh, for SpongeBob, the surprise Patrick, especially <laughs> Stank. I think I'm like, like you could <laughs> use this face for a, a well, variety of memes. I knew he was coming and I'm like, Act like you're surprised that I just totally overdid it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So like funny. there was what there was some like Ryan. He sent me a photo from one of the matches or something where like I knew what was gonna happen and I'm just like, oh, surprise face. And he just emailed me the picture with, with like the uh, the caption. He's like, fake smile. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. What you know? Like I'm like a big proponent of like if I'm sitting in the front, I have to boo the heel and cheer the baby yeah. face. Yeah, you're protecting the, the business. Yeah, yeah, you have to protect the biz. No, it was definitely it was definitely a fun experience, and like, I'm glad that like I got to experience that with Joe because yeah, I can't believe like I've you know growing up as a wrestling fan, I never thought I'd be you know be a part of any thing like that. So to be able to have not just once but now multiple times been which is one of the there. fun like perks of it this yeah, you know sure. of like this whole thing where like we're not wrestlers, so we clear we clear it well. I'm retired now, but you know, <laughs> you were a wrestler. I was a wrestler, one and oh, baby. Um, but like, it, it's fun just being around and being able like to do stuff. Like, I almost feel like, uh, like people would kill for the chance to do that, and like the fact that like we get to do that. And I don't think like any of us take it for granted either, because it's like for all those like, hey, you have to work like sixty hour work weeks, and I'm just like, oh, I know that like, oh well like the light at the end of the tunnel is at some point I'm probably going to get to like sit front row for like this cool ass wrestling show 
on this wrestling cruise and maybe I get to carry Hangman Page again my yeah. second time. Yeah, and like yeah, for me being able to, you know, I've worked with a lot of different companies and to find a company where it's like made up of guys that not only just love wrestling but all the other things that we've discussed we're fans of is crazy. So I mean, I'll say that like Pro Wrestling Tees is very unique in that way. I've never encountered another another company where it's like you guys are kind of just like a kind of a band of brothers. Um, so you should definitely, you know, take that and, and, and is, enjoy it and appreciate it. Cause is like, that not what Hot Topic is like? You know, there's definitely, you know, tight relationships like, like me and Taffy, but it's, you know, it's so big and there's so many different people and we're all at different levels that it's, it is very different. It's, it's a not, little more structured. It is, yeah, yeah. There's not like a band of 14 guys that could go on a cruise and just hang out for hours and hours, um, which I also thought was very alarming that you guys, um, different from Hot Topic, so... You know, most corporate companies have some kind of contingency where you don't put, like, (laughs) the CEO, the VP, the CFO. You don't put all the officers on the same flight, and it's a very morbid thing to think about because if, like, the plane were to go down, you want there to be someone You need a designated survivor. (laughs) Yeah, well, I realized PWT doesn't give a fuck. They put all the officers, (laughs) they put, like you said, the right hand and the right hand to the right hand on the same flight. If that flight went down, uh, also the air to the, the yeah. fortune yeah, so it, is it was, on the plane so basically if that flight goes down pwt is fucked yeah it was much. ryan was on it and you know god forbid anything happened to him julia his wife would take over but she's also here but she's also there and then like of the people there you know there would be someone in line to take but it's like well then frank is there frank is gone and then i'm there and i'm gone and then you're there they go all like the fucking the art side of it, and then Michael's gone, and that website is done. Yeah. So it's very much like there's absolutely no contingency yeah, all plan. The, all the key components for, that would make yeah, the all your work. artists are on there. <laughs> yeah. I think I cut, it was kind of mind blowing when I saw you guys post picture. I'm like, holy shit! If this plane goes down, yeah. Poor uh, poor <laughs> Nick Barkin uh, would be in charge of <laughs> having then, a. And hit. then there's Castro. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Castro, which or you know. <laughs> it's fine sublimation's not that hard we'll f- we'll figure it out andrew already runs the store um yeah that was one of the things that you mentioned yesterday or you were, it was when we were at a dinner and you're like you guys are on the same flight and i'm like oh god i'm like now like every time we're all in a fight together it's just gonna be like final destination i'm just be waiting yeah like actually if you were smart book yourself on a separate flight last minute than everyone so if something happens you take over everything or my flight goes down and then <laughs> and else yeah happens. and then frank has to he replaces me with cousin jeremy yeah don't you get any fucking bright ideas cousin jeremy You're listening right. to this um he's already responsible for one murder yeah he's already responsible for the one murder we told you this we briefly told you this story um i don't care i'm gonna be talking about this for a while i love true crime podcasts. yeah so uh frank and melissa found out that their next door neighbor had been dead for at least two, three weeks. It was Melissa had smelled like the, the body that was like rotting. And Frank was like, no, 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 that's not a thing. He didn't smell it at all. He didn't smell it at all. Even to the point where Ryan went over to their place and was like, yeah, that's for sure. Dead body. body. Jokingly. Yeah. Uh, and then Melissa called the police. Cause it's like, I like, can I get like a wellness check for this guy? (laughs) And dude was dead. And now Cousin Jeremy's there, and we theorized, uh, because whenever Cousin Jeremy stays there, he eats all of Frank's uh, zebra cakes. I was like, what if, and hear me out, Cousin Jeremy befriended this neighbor because apparently the neighbor lived there by himself. 
you know, and Jeremy's there by himself, the only company he has are those cats. I'm like, what if he befriended the neighbor and they would share these zebra cakes together? So now cousin Jeremy's a was a suspect along with Melissa and Frank. Yeah, and they became gentlemen lovers and there was a spat. That was my second part. Yeah. That it was actually cousin Jeremy who uh murdered him because they were lovers and there was some sort of this <laughs> Gentlemen lovers, yes. Yeah, gentlemen lovers and he killed him in a crime of passion. I love it. I love that's the Perfect Tees co- uh, podcast is now like the uh, yeah. we're putting true, we're, we're true putting the bats together. Yeah, oh, I mean that's like that's the thing we always talk about. Like we are the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast, and we do talk wrestling. But like in the summer, it was like, uh, here's the Watchmen podcast. Yeah, it was the Watchmen podcast. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was watching the Watchmen as you guys were talking about that. And I almost wish that, like, if you guys talk about, it, I wish I had like a button to, to be chime able- in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that was because like, I I have a like on Twitter my own like a group of like friends that like mostly post wrestling guys, and we kind of just started like, our own discussion group. And like at one point there was talks of like, oh, we should just start up like our own Watchmen podcast. But then I was like, well, I have one. It's called the PWT cast because <laughs> Dave and I were just going these long rants about it to the point where like Vivian, my friend, a uh, friend of the show, Vivian, she was just like, yeah, I'm just going to start watching it because that's all you guys talk about. And I would like often feel like, what if this is like someone's first episode of, like listening? Like, what is this? And it's, just, it's either like, what is this? Or like, fuck yeah, I'm all in. But I don't know. You know, that's just like the fun of it, you know? Yeah, I love it. There was one episode that you guys did where you guys were like an episode or two ahead of me uh, for The Watchmen. So I had to pause it, catch up, and then continue listening yeah. to the podcast. Well, that's what we would like try to do too. Like, I know I was just like... The- yeah, if you haven't seen it, fast forward like 20 minutes. Oh, there was like specifically one where I'm like, uh, Vivian, I know you said you're only on this episode. <laughs> so fast forward five minutes. And like, I gave myself like five minutes to talk about it and was like... All right, I'm ten done. minutes later. Yeah, yeah. I'm like ten minutes talking. later. But yeah, I mean, like even prior to this, there was no like. All right, so we're gonna talk about this and that. Like, but for that time frame, we we were doing Watchmen, and then like Mandalorian was on at the same time, and then they both ended, and there was like, what do we watch now? Yeah, my Sundays are so like depressing now. Yeah, yeah. and I love that about this podcast because like you know obviously wrestling fans love wrestling, but they're also into all this other shit mm-hmm. that i don't think any other podcast touches on well that was the one thing like with your episode where people were like holy shit that was so much fun like you guys just talked wrestling and comics and like yeah that that's the one thing we, we talked about it with vicky guerrero like oh man what's like the smartest thing to do put 800 wrestling fans on a boat with unlimited food unlimited wrestling comedy and rock and roll and rock and roll and beer and yeah. it's just like of course why aren't why aren't there seven of these yeah. like constantly running? You know, I mean, it, it takes a smart man like Jericho to pull it off. Well, some of our favorite episodes too is when we talk to a professional wrestler and no wrestling is mentioned. We're talking about like Pokemon or Power Rangers or with Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I love yeah. the episodes you guys do where like you guys don't talk about wrestling. It's like just finding out what these wrestlers are into. Yeah, and a lot of times they're nerds just like us. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of like comforting. You know. Those, like the Ethan Page one where oh I love that one we start yeah. talking about Power Rangers and like Marvel and we just keep going even after like we stopped recording we just kept going and we're like dude you have to go like you have to go get ready for your match <laughs> like we'll talk about this later but yeah like you mentioned we uh an interview with friend show uh, Project Monix like a whole like 30 minutes of, of just him oh, and Yu-Gi-Oh. I talking Yu-Gi-Oh and then Stank going uh yep my stepson uh 
said the word dark magician yeah. ones. I, I recognize that. Term. I think I know what that is, and I'm just like, oh. Or dang. with Effie, we were talking about bear pornography, <laughs> and not the bear pornography you would typically <laughs> associate with Effie. The actual bears, like ursine creatures. <laughs> yeah, I so. love that. Um, the Yu-Gi-Oh one hit me because, like, I um, I don't know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh, but in my time at Hot Topic, I have brought in like a blue eyes dragon shirt and a dark magician shirt um and you know what? it's never done as well it's like yeah we don't have them currently but okay i was like i have to send you one if i okay if I, I was like i'm like i'm pretty sure i would know i'm like because it, it's always like one of those things where like i go in and i'm like all right now i need to buy another t-shirt yeah know. it was one of those things that like you know we've tried and then you know has come and gone but you know i mean there's still obviously you're proving that there's still fans of it and and so i have to send you uh some designs maybe to take a look at and see the yeah. actual yeah. dual disc it's so yeah, I, I have an actual dual disc like have you rachel have you seen i fucking love you gio <laughs> have you seen the dual disc that i have no oh my oh god, god. I'll, I'll show you the pictures yeah when we get out of here but like thank god uh, yeah like for christmas blue eyes white dragon though not oh, yeah. blue eyes dragon <laughs> no blue eyes white dragon yeah you were like raging over there <laughs> <laughs> Did I, I was oh. sitting here like which is like, it. you know, you're in a relationship with someone and you have no idea that they're into Yu-Gi-Oh until you guys mention it. I'm like, well, I, Yu-Gi-Oh. I think one of the fun things was on the last episode, like you talked about how like you didn't want to mention wrestling, oh. because, you know, and like now, like now you're here on this wrestling cruise with Joe and like, it's awesome. So can I tell my perspective from that Marty's girl story? Oh, please, yes. Let's let's hear that. So for those of you for those of you unaware, uh, J- Joe, give us a quick recap of of that story. So when we uh, when we first met, uh, me and my current girlfriend Rachel, that's me. Um, we had met online, and we had a lot of interests in common, like horror movies and cats. But the one thing I definitely admitted was wrestling. So I didn't mention it. I didn't say anything about wrestling. I didn't say I was going to talk about wrestling at all on the first date. But somehow wrestling came up on the first date. And it turned out she was familiar with Bullet Club and New Japan. And her favorite wrestler was Marty Skrull. So you can take from there. Okay. So I had actually just a couple months prior, I believe, just gone to my very first wrestling show. I didn't grow up a wrestling fan or anything. I don't know why I'm here. Here Mm -hmm. I am. Um but I have a friend who lives in Philadelphia, and his name is Stephen Linehan, friend of the show, Stephen. Shout out, friend of the show, Stephen. Uh, and he comes to visit me in California, in L.A., uh, at least three times a year. Um, so he came out, and he was like, hey, New Japan Pro Wrestling, going to have a show in Long Beach. Do you want to go? And I was like, uh, whatever. So I went, and it was fun. And then a couple months later... Uh, okay cupid comes along and then this guy this one hi <laughs> that one and he had just gone to japan to go to see uh, wrestle kingdom i think right no, i was just there i was just at corking hall just to see like a, a house show wrestle kingdom was coming up i remembered something about that so we went on our first date and i was like oh so how was japan and he was like what did you say oh i was like Basically, I just talked about I was there to look at the fashion. I'm here for work. Yeah. Work biz. And um, he said something about wrestling. And I said, oh, was it was it uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling? And he just went. <gasps> it, it, it was like in those cartoons where he just got, like, where he just got hard eyes immediately. Yeah, he, like, just little, like that. He did one of those wolf whistles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like that. His eyes went. <laughs> 
like from the mask yeah Yeah. see but that's always like one of those fun things though it's like you discover that people like even if it's like that smaller connection it it, like sometimes opens up the door for for so much more and i'm sure now you've just been thrown into it and you have so much more knowledge of it i mean how many bar wrestling shows uh pwg shows just new japan shows have we been to in the last two years that we've been together it's been so much fun. Yeah, like that's the thing too, especially being like I think you're lucky if you're in like the New York, like Chicago, like LA area because there's just so much wrestling where all like hotbeds. it's just it's a hotbed for wrestling. Yeah. So even if it isn't like AEW or WWE or New Japan, like there's just so much of it out there and like I see pictures and videos from bar wrestling and like it just looks so much fun. Yeah, so there was one PWG we went to where it was Chuck E.T. versus Ricochet, and it was Ricochet's last match before he went to WWE. It was the greatest match of all time. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest thing. They were throwing each other into tables. They were thumbtacks. Like, I just, I was sitting there like, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and was that something maybe like five years ago you would have pictured yourself watching? I think five years ago I would have just been like, um, Excuse me. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, kind of like I'm having on this cruise. I'm like, yeah. what am I doing here? How did I get here? I'm on a boat. <laughs> What's well, I, happening? I think that speaks to, uh, you know, how well, uh, what's, the word, what's the word I'm looking for? How amazing of a man Joe is that, you know, uh, amongst all else that he could, you know, it, that he was able to convince you to, like, not only start watching wrestling with him, go to wrestling shows with him, but, like, Go on a wrestling themed cruise with him. Life finds a way. <laughs> Life finds a We've way. We've been watching a lot of the Jeff Goldblum show on Disney Plus. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's the, the best. best. <laughs> what is it that we do? The um, that he touches people so weirdly. He's just like he calls it fumfering. He goes, "Oh, oh <laughs> I'm Jeff Goldblum, and um, I'd like to drink I'm you here in. and I'm on my show." And you know, um, you know it's funny. Oh, most oh. of those episodes, he he almost has a visible disdain. Like barbecue, he's like, Oh, this is great, but like he plays along. I want to say, like, Disney just or Nat Geo, it's on Nat Geo, right? That they threw yeah. a dice and they were like, Hey, Jeff Goldblum, you're gonna go do some makeup today. But he, he, he makes the best out of it. He goes, What's that enchanting elixir? Oh, let me <laughs> let me wild. feast my eyes upon it. It's like coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to gaze upon yeah. this uh, XYZ. There, there may be something to this caffeine. Well then, that was my favorite. Episode. Very sensual. Well then, now we know we just uh, the ultimate Disney show would be one with him and Werner Herzog. Oh, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> Jeff, my mind. Jeff Gold- just like, Jeff Goldblum goes to the KFC factory to find out how they make the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Werner so Herzog and they visit the McDonald's <laughs> and they are fast food residents for the day. Oh, uh, hello. I would like to see the chicken tenders. Uh, hello, how may I help you today? Please supersize me. <laughs> would, would, what? They don't make the supersize anymore. Okay. Because when I was a film student, I used to get the... Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. Uh, sir, they... Oh, he wants to speak to a manager. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, I, I mean, I've... If there's any way to go out, it's uh, our our new fandom of uh, Jeff Goldblum, Werner Herzog. Herzog. Uh, Joe, 
thank you for coming on again. Always um, a pleasure. Always a Dude. pleasure. Rachel, thank you for uh, you, listen. You've been as much uh, a guest on the show as now. I guess this is your podcast debut, unless you've been doing other podcasts. I have not been on another podcast. This is very weird. <laughs> you better not cheat on us with another podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're really jealous. How dare you? <laughs> no. Well, uh, Joe. I, I mean, again, yeah. Thank you for being on. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll have to wait for the next wrestling. Are you coming up for Revolution? Um, I don't know because that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. But I'm like already like thinking about when we when this ship uh, when this ship docks and this um, journey ends tomorrow. How much I'm gonna miss you guys. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, and I'm so glad I was able to bring Rachel on here because I've been talking about you guys. I've been telling her about all these people. And it makes me so happy that she's actually able to meet you guys, and we've been able to hang out. Everyone's everyone's liked her too. No one is. Yeah, okay. I can I can say no one has been like, what the fuck is this? I'm just a normal dude. Yeah, yeah. Except for Castro. Yeah. Castro was talking a lot of shit. No, I'm not <laughs> no, talking a lot of shit back. <laughs> God damn it. She's like, uh oh, someone's about to fall Slap off. Slap his boat. face, please. I like him the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you like it's the same thing. Like you mesh you mesh in with all of us, and like I can't think of a situation where I'd be thrown in with. 15 people and just like all right let me let me try and get along with all 15 of these people but i mean that's just that's who we are you know like you gotta be a real piece of shit for us to not real like scumbag. real scumbag but i'm really looking forward to whatever the next time we get to see you guys is whether it's the jericho 3 hopefully sooner than that but yeah. well, i told you I'm, I'm planning on going out i want to go out to la to to see a live uh fat man beyond oh because that's always do. yeah that's yeah, always yeah. This has always been a gold mine, especially now that me and uh, me and old, yeah. uh, me and old Kevin, me and old Kev, are best friends. That that should be uh, Kevy, old Kevy, okay, yes, <laughs> you know, BTKKS. We're gonna go have some fun. But again, thank you guys again. Um, let's go upstairs and watch some wrestling. Oh, okay. oh, go ahead. Hey, so anyone want to take a wild guess at what our theme for tonight is? Oh, that is that's you're right. It's a uh, decades night tonight. Anybody want to guess? Uh, Atem the Pharaoh, and uh, no, I don't know. We should have thought of that. You don't get that, re- or you don't get the reference, do you? You guys are gonna be the only one that knows. Are you ready? Yes. Oh yes. Wayne's World, Wayne's, Wayne's World, World. Oh, oh, party time! Perfect. Excellent. Of I'm like looking at Joe's beautiful long hair. I'm perfect. like, I'm pretty much just Wayne. Yeah, yeah. regular. Garth is me, 100. percent Garth and Wednesday Adams. Oh, I can see okay. That. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Also, apparently, I'm I'm sorry. I know I've said seven times that we're wrapping up. Uh, apparently, I was looking at the the phone. It's been flooded with messages on our group chat. Apparently, I don't know if you guys heard it. I know I definitely heard it. There was uh, several horns going off. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho was drunk bowling and started playing with the horns. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Shock. That sounds about right. It sounds about right. But all right, guys, let's go. Uh, let's go watch some fucking wrestling. Let's do it. Wrestling. again to joe and rachel for that lovely interview um i i had a blast a blast yeah Yeah. and again it was like if if you want to know like the dynamic between the two is just go i think i posted the picture on my instagram both of them dressed as uh pentagon and ray phoenix ray phoenix yeah like they're they're slowly becoming my uh that that goals also wayne and garth Wayne and Garth, yeah, they also Perfect came down as, as Wayne and Garth, and I was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And they stayed in costume for as long as they could, because it was pretty chilly that night. It was cold on the seven seas. Yeah, it was pretty cold that night, but again, thank you to both of you guys, 
And I think it was almost immediately they were like, it's got to be a part three. Yeah, for sure. Which I think we should have him on after like all those Marvel shows start coming out. Yes, yeah, so he can tell us all the things that he's like, I couldn't say this, but I wanted to. But yeah. Yeah, it would be perfect. Yeah, it's fine. You know, Kevin F. isn't going to listen to this. Yeah, so, a friend of the show, Kevin F. Friend of the show, Kevin F. But uh, thank you again. Um, next week, uh, actually, what elements we're having next week after we get past this segment. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we've, I've always mentioned how much I love this song, specifically because friend of the show, Kevin Aldridge, sings it. Well friends of the show and former guest Wes Allen him and his wife uh, Ashley they started up their own podcast and it's been fun there's been three episodes so far and like I just I, I love listening to them talk you know it's just basically just them sitting down talking and like occasionally the kids will come in Cash who was also on it with us you know they'll come in and just make little comments here or there but it's funny um, it's called why did we ever meet and listening to it I believe it was the second episode I'm like, man, that's a really good theme song and like a really good intro and outro. And then I think he addressed it where he's like, oh, friend of the show, you know, Kevin Aldridge. I was like, fuck yeah. Making his rounds. And so listen, man, he's got us, you know, he does stuff for Marty and Sarah. He does stuff for My Violet Tendencies. And, and he's just the coolest dude. The coolest dude. Like yeah. that's someone who, so we've, we've got this new soundboard uh, that we're still figuring out, you know, it, we're it's it's supposedly gonna be good for phone interviews uh which we haven't done any um we still gotta test it out we still gotta test it out uh but hey kevin i know you're listening to this so we can figure that shit out we gotta get you on buddy because it's just you do you do so much for all these uh for all these little wrestling podcasts that we'll sit there and make you do jingles for us all the entire time oh yeah the whole episode of you one giant jingle jingle it up uh but this week's fan of the week is actually a, a funny, a special one yeah. because the last time we interviewed Joe, uh, Dave, you talked about your stepson. He worked for Hot Topic. Yes, my stepson Jacob. Uh, you know, we gave him some tips on how to move up the ladder. You know, the grab the brass ring and uh, just move up through the corporate structure of Hot Topic. Well, unfortunately, as of the time of us recording this, he is no longer with Hot Topic. My stepson, that is. And mm-hmm. so we told Joe, and he was like, oh, what happened? And so, long story, a lot of uh, a lot of fuckery going on with the management. He wasn't happy with it. But uh, we've got him right here to do <laughs> Fan of the Week for us, uh, my stepson, Jacob. Yeah, so uh, before we get to Jacob, we'll go ahead and let you guys hear the beautiful music of Kevin Aldridge uh, for our favorite segment, Fan of the Week. Discrump and stank, I'm riding today to be the Fan of the Week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. Hi, this is Jacob. <laughs> Stank stepson. <laughs> this is from Joe from Parts Unknown. Number one, Fire, Ny- Nyla, Rose, Sunny Kiss. Marco Stunt and Michael Nakazawa outright. Two, make Excalibur remove the mask permanently. Three, actual hardcore wrestling. None of that Nickelodeon WCW stuff. Four, let some matches end decisively in five minutes or less. Do all of that, then we'll talk. P.S. Tell pro wrestling tees that my interest in Sandman, Stone Cold, Vince Russo has nothing to do with AEW. 
Fan of the week, my favorite part of my favorite part of the What's week. What's that guy's problem with Nyla Rose and Sunny Kiss? Uh, listen, I have no idea how uh, Sandman and Stone Cold or any of that factored into anything he said. No, uh, most of that made we weren't accusing him of any of that. Yeah, not accusing him of anything, but hey, buddy, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, thank you to Kevin Aldridge for that fucking awesome theme song. Like I, it's our we, favorite thing. We it's our favorite thing. If yeah. we, I hope that one day we get to do like a live show and bring Kevin on to, just to do it live, an unplugged version of it. Oh yeah, that'd be the best. And then have him read Fan of the Week. Uh, that we gotta book it. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Have Kevin read Fan of the Week. Uh, but uh, again, thank you. This week's episode was really fun. Next week, uh, an episode that I was really excited to record. It's yeah. a longer one. I'm not gonna lie to you because uh, next week we have Isaiah Velasquez, uh, the ace of freelance wrestling. And he and I sat. I was just me and him. Um, you were busy. You, you yeah. know, you couldn't make it in. And him and I just sat down and like talked for. It was like almost like an hour and a half. I heard it was a good one. And yeah, I, I might have to edit it down because again, we just, you know, it was essentially like I told Nick. I'm like, it was a good thirty minutes of us just like, no, I love Matt Nick's more. No, I love Matt Nick's more. Uh, and yeah, it's again just really fun. So next week we'll have him on. Um, and yeah, you know, we're 28 episodes in. We're we're closer to 100 than uh than ever before. Than ever before. Yeah, I mean, shit, in a few weeks we'll be at 50. You know, I think what in June or July will be the 1 year anniversary. I think uh Ryan's starting to sweat a little bit. He didn't think we'd make it this far, I don't think. Well, uh we've uh <laughs> we recorded an episode with someone very close to yeah. him and he's been wondering about that interview and uh that interview will be out it'll be out soon we got some interesting tidbits yeah, we got some interesting tidbits uh interesting episodes coming up um but yeah man i mean that's been this week's episode again uh if you're not already following us on social media go ahead and give us a follow we're on instagram and twitter at pwtcast um and this is your first episode go back and listen to some of the other ones you know we have a plethora of guests you know in the 28 weeks that we've been doing this it includes, you know, Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. We have John Pollock and Wei Ting of Post Wrestling. Uh, we have Kevin Smith. You know, we have Effie, uh, Ethan Page, Hornswoggle, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, uh, newly signed Killer Cross. Yep. Uh, so go back and listen to some of our other episodes, you know, uh, Give us a nice review on iTunes if you can. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. If you guys want to buy some merch, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, and you can see the beautifully designed merch by one David over here. He's uh, He worked really hard on those T-shirts, so go buy one. And uh, I've run out of things to say, Dave. Yeah, I'm out of things to say, too. Well, you guys, until next week, uh, I've been Scrum. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.